Hello and welcome back to the State of Innovation podcast brought to you by the Illinois Science and Technology Coalition. I'm Matt Bragg, Director of ISTC. Um, I want to thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast. Uh, today we have a really interesting interview with Abin Kuryakos, who is the Director of Chicago Next at World Business Chicago. Um, we touch on a lot of things um, from his career arc uh, and winding up at, at World Business and, and at Chicago Next. Um, as well as everything Chicago Next is working on, from Think Chicago, um, obviously the Chicago Venture Summit, uh, and the uh, Blackstone uh, Inclusive Entrepreneurship Challenge. So um, a lot of great work going on at Chicago Next. Um, we also touch on you know some of the challenges of 2020, um, how Chicago Next has adapted, um, and then what the tech community's role in Chicago is in our economic recovery uh, from the challenges of 2020 and COVID, um, along the way, touching on some issues around, um, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion in economic growth and how important that is uh, for the city and the region uh, as we move forward. Um, so here is my interview with Evan. So, Evan Kariakos, welcome to the State of Innovation podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, sure thing. So, uh, a lot of topics I want to get to because um, I find your role really interesting with Chicago Next, uh, the work that you guys are doing along with World Business Chicago. Um, but first, I want to start with a little bit about your story and your career arc and how you got interested in you know, economic development and, and kind of the tech world that we live in today. Uh, so maybe take us, take us all the way back to your origin story. You know, how did you get interested in uh, this work as you moved through school and then uh, starting out your career and getting to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and obviously, shout out to ISTC and um, uh, for uh, your partnership. And, you know, we love working with you guys and thank you for the opportunity. Um, so I'm, I'm first generation. Uh, my parents came from India. Uh, in the late 1980s, and um, they called Chicago home ever since. And so, born and raised in Chicago, on the north side of Chicago, um, and uh, then made the uh, the pilgrimage to the suburbs, like a lot of um, Chicago parents that are thinking about high school. Right. Um, but all I wanted to do was come back to the city, and so went to Lyons Township High School, and then um, got a scholarship to, to Chicago. And I was one of the first in my family uh, to uh, go to college and go to an American university. Um, and it was crazy because I think at that moment I was so, uh, even being so young, I was so focused about this idea about coming back to Chicago and going to an urban university. Um, and, and that's always what attracted me. Right. So, I mean, I love U of I and all the big 10 schools here in the Midwest, but, uh, something drew me into coming back to the city. So I got a really good scholarship and I went to DePaul. Um, and like most DePaul kids, I think we all thought we were going to be business majors and which I was. Um, but over time, I just had more and more exposure to um, what was going on here in the civic and political space, and I really got drawn to public policy. And I always had a strong interest in public policy or government, but I was just too young to articulate what that meant or what that would transition to a career. Um, and so I did like six to eight internships, majority unpaid. Um, and I, my fun fact from college is I actually had a radio show. Um, so I'm very comfortable in being this podcast interview, yeah, politics, politics 101 on Radio DePaul. And, um, I interviewed 
local elected officials and just had this like pretty uh, standard talk show. But what was really fascinating was um, for most college radio stations, it was 90-10, music, 10% other non-music programming. And Radio DePaul kind of flipped the script and said, well, majority of what we're going to do is non-music programming. And so like my show was one of the flagship shows on this non-music programming piece. Um, and the reason I mentioned that is because I was interviewing all these elected officials and it was pulling nails. Like it was like trying to get anyone to take us seriously in season one was horrible. Um, and it took us forever to confirm folks. But then season two, people liked our experience and it was much more fun. And they liked the idea of being on college radio that like people were uh, inter- uh, emailing us saying, could we go on your show? And one of those people was Bridget Gaynor. Uh, who was um, uh, a relatively new Cook County commissioner. Um, and she was also uh, VP of public, Global Public Affairs, or AON, which is a huge Fortune 500 here in Chicago. Right. Um, and she was new in county government, new as an elected official. And so I interviewed her, and then I kept in touch with her chief of staff. And her chief of staff emailed me one day and said, um, do you want to intern for us? And uh, it was another unpaid internship, and I was just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I didn't have any better plans. So then I joined her for the summer. I was one of five interns. I was the only one that survived. And then I stayed on with her uh, for a full, all my senior year. And then they said, hey, do you want to work for us full time? And then I said, uh, I don't know if that's right for me. Uh, you know, like I didn't like in this idea of like working in county government, <clears throat> but I didn't have a better thing. So I graduated on Sunday and I went straight to work for her on a Monday. Oh, wow. I was director of community affairs. I was 22. And I think the average age of a county employee was like 55. I was yeah. super young <laughs> for the place. Um, but Tony Preckwinkle became president and, and it was a huge period of reform for county government. And it's such a low profile government, but it's, it's bigger than most states. I think it's bigger than more than 20 states. Um, five, more than 5 million residents, an annual $5 billion budget, two thirds of that budget goes to public safety and public health. And so you have incredible exposure to these really complex like uh, public service systems that you are, are really focused on the most vulnerable in our society, right? So for folks who don't have insurance, they use the, health, the county health and hospital system and for individuals who interact with the criminal justice system. And so uh, I was director of community affairs, director of public policy, and then deputy chief of staff. I did that for five years. And um, to really get to your question, uh, it's um, a project that I worked on was openpensions.org. And what we did is we FOIA'd the Cook County Pension Fund, got all their data, and put it in this open data platform available for the public. And it was one of the first open data platforms um, in Cook County government. And the whole idea was how to get this data out there to the public, because I think people may remember years ago, um, the kind of rhetoric that the sky is falling and pension systems are going to ruin everything. Um, And really what we did was say, we'll look at the data and understand the need for reform, but understand the priority of retirement security. And so that's really where I had this exposure to civic tech and this incredible intersection of technology innovation with government. Um, and it's a project that I led and I loved it. It's still on today, openpensions.org. Um, and during that time, we interacted with a lot of people in the tech community. And that's when I was realizing how incredible uh, our, our tech community was here in Chicago and it was thriving. And this was kind of the, you know, the, uh, 1871 just opened, like there was all these things happening. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I came to this conclusion where I'm just like, I would love to do a job that was, you know, within the civic space, but, um, I really focused on tech and innovation and then boom, like the first job popped up at Chicago next. 
so I joined Chicago Nexus program manager in 2016. Um, and I was there for two years. Uh, and then I came back as director in 2019. And so this is my second tour of duty with World Business Chicago and Chicago Next. Right, right. Um, but that's, that's what was interesting, which was like my background was actually in government affairs and public policy mm-hmm. and legislative affairs. And I made this transition from public policy to economic development with a very strong focus on technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You and I have such similar backgrounds yeah. in terms of the policy side of it. You know, I went to undergrad in atmospheric science is where I kind of got my interest in data and sort of crunching the numbers to, I think, get a maybe a different sense of what's going on than, than maybe kind of what the common narrative is. Um, and then the policy side as well. And it's so interesting to hear you talk about, you know, the work you've done really crunching the numbers to figure out what's going on that then leads to what is the policy that we apply to, to make a positive change. Because um, it's really, you know, obviously, ISTC, the data and the policy coming together is really our bread and butter. So, um, yeah, Absolutely. I've, I've always I've always thought of you as a kindred spirit in that uh, sense of of using data to inform policymaking and you know all for the goal obviously of economic development. Um, and a, huge, and so, a shout out to ISCC because I I love all the data that you guys put out and all the reports you put out. So it really I know well and, as well. And likewise, and some of the programs that you guys are running that um, you know I, I think are so great for the city and and the area. So um, I do want to touch on those. Um, I did want to ask you, you know, spending time in county government, um, you know, what did you learn from that experience that you apply today? What are some of the, you know, you you've worked uh, obviously for universities, and I know you spent a little bit of time in the private sector, um, but what did you take away from that, um, you know, that civic that government experience that you apply to? Um, you know, the work you're doing today for, for Chicago Next? Yeah, absolutely. I think two things. One, I will start with access. Um, and so from the government side, you know, it was access to services, vital services for residents uh, to really improve quality of life and, and, and to be at the service of the people, uh, the people that um, make up the county. And so, you know, we were, we were constantly thinking about how do you expand access to service to the most vulnerable uh, for those who may be undocumented, for young people, for seniors. And the same way in our work at Chicago Next and World Business Chicago, it's really focused on um, how do we expand access to economic opportunity, right? So the, the whole pitch, the whole vision of WDC is inclusive economic growth so that it's not just concentrated in the central business district, but really this whole idea about the, our, doing our work and driving economic development to transform communities. Um, you know, that's, that's really aligned with WBC's vision, but also with Mayor Lightfoot's vision about this idea of a tech economy that transforms communities, right? And I think so much of how we talk about tech economy growth is startups that are, you know, coming with these crazy valuations and tech companies are growing fast and that's, that's all good, right? That, that's, right? that's a byproduct of innovation. But we take it a step further in saying that that type of growth needs to transform the lives of Chicagoans and, and, and their communities that they live in. The second thing I think is um, uh, um, what I would say is, um, uh, it's, it's, I think, uh, economic opportunity. Uh, and, and that's rooted in kind of the second thing actually is convening. Um, Cook County uh, is, is a regional government for over 130 municipalities. Um, and so we have that convening power to bring these many municipalities together to work on common priorities when it comes to public health, uh, public safety, uh, economic development, real estate administration. Um, with World Business Chicago, it's this convening power that we have because the mayor is the chair of WBC. It's because we're the city's economic development organization, an right. economic development nonprofit. So we have this convening power to bring in VC firms to the Chicago Venture Summit, emerging tech companies for Think Chicago, 
um, in our previous work in bringing um, healthcare companies together to support the incubation of matter, uh, the manufacturing and advanced manufacturing community together to incubate MHUB, right? Um, Haven used to be the strategy manager at Wolfworth in Chicago, um, who's, who's current CEO and co-founder of MHUB. So right. um, that, that convening power is actually super important because then what we can do is build a culture of collaboration between the tech community and city hall, the city. And then that culture of collaboration, ensuring that we're all going in the right direction and the same direction when it comes to tech economy growth to bring in the VC community together, right? And this is this goes back to JB's, JB Pritzker, who's the founder of Chicago Next. This goes back to his original vision of Chicago Next, which was yeah. a council that represented the cross-section of the tech community coming together to, uh, with an economic development lens, right? So go, to grow Chicago's tech economy and making sure we're going in the right direction. And that's yeah. the same thing. I think it's it, it was applicable for both county government and our work here at WBC and Chicago Next. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so funny. The, the role that that Chicago Next and World Business Chicago play for the city is very similar to the role that ISTC plays for the city. Exactly right. right. Bringing yeah. together diverse groups, you know, with a shared goal of growing our economy um, in an inclusive manner that's really, you know, beneficial for the state as a whole and, you know, creating strong jobs that, you know, we think is, is obviously important for our economy and uh, our society as a whole. Um, right. So you've touched on a little bit of what uh, Chicago Next does, um, but maybe if you could give us sort of the overview, you know, what are the programs that you're working on uh, at the moment? Things like Think Chicago, you mentioned the Venture Summit. Um, give us kind of the, the broad overview. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start from the, from the very top, which is World Business Chicago uh, is the city's economic development organization chaired by the mayor. We're structured as a nonprofit public-private partnership that drives inclusive economic growth, supports business, uh, supports job creation and promotes Chicago as a global city. Um, that what's really essential to the WBC structure is that nonprofit public-private partnership. So uh, our board of directors include some of the largest, most active uh, uh, corporates in Chicago: uh, McDonald's, Boeing, Ulta Beauty, uh, the big consulting firms. They're on our board. And the whole idea for WBC has always been how to kind of mobilize that board, the you know, a cross section of the corporate and business community to drive inclusive economic growth for the entire city. Um, and so a lot of what we do through the economic development lens is business development. So how do we make sure that company is moving to Chicago and they scale in our city? So it leads to economic and job opportunities for Chicago Chicagoans, job creation. Um, Chicago Next was actually founded by J.B. Pritzker. And so he was recruited <clears throat> at that time uh, with the previous mayor um, to, uh, to be the chair of this council uh, to bring um, the Chicago's, uh, to organize and convene Chicago's tech community to focus on this, to focus on economic development priorities um, and to ensure better alignment between the tech community and the city's priorities when it comes to um, growing our city. And what was pretty uh, fascinating was it was just a council. Uh, it didn't have any programs. And so yeah. it evolved over time. And that was under the, the, the visionary leadership of Mark Tebby, who became the second chair after J.B. Pritzker, um, a long-time uh, tech entrepreneur, uh, tech industry veteran, uh, currently teaches entrepreneurship at Booth. And then my predecessor, Alia Woods, who's no stranger at ISTC when she was the right. managing uh, director over there, um, and then became executive director of Chicago Next. And they were very visionary and thinking about Chicago Next as this full-fledged initiative within WBC, specifically managing a portfolio of programs to meet the needs of the local tech community. And so when you think about our work, <clears throat> it's really aligned with kind of five priority areas. Uh, so how do we expand access to capital for Chicago entrepreneurs so they can scale in our city? How do we ex um, attract and retain 
tech talent, the lifeblood of any innovation ecosystem, and really doing that for our local companies. Uh, how do we foster innovation through industry and university partnerships? So corporate startup connectivity, but also leveraging what's happening at universities, but also our national laboratories um, to really benefit our Chicago tech ecosystem. Uh, community impact, so building a more inclusive tech community um, and global impact, promoting Chicago as a leading global city for tech innovation. Um, tech and innovation are very big words and they, that changes all the time. So from our perspective, these are kind of the fundamental ingredients when you think about a healthy tech and innovation ecosystem. And so we've, we manage a portfolio programs to really meet these five needs, right? Um, we run the Chicago Venture Summit, the city's flagship VC conference, and one of the largest VC events in the Midwest. JB founded it, and then we, and then we led it in 2016, 2017, and 2018. JB's first conference was before 2016. Um, I, think, I believe it was 2014. Um, and in 2018, we, we brought in 150 investment firms from across the country, one-third from Chicago, one-third from across the region, and one-third from uh, across the country, specifically the West Coast. Um, and we showcased 108 Chicago startups. And so the whole purpose is how to bring investors to take a serious look at Chicago and, and to specifically target our early-stage startups that were post-seed, looking for a Series A or Series B funding um, during that time of the summit. Um, I was supposed to host a summit in 2020, but uh, um, because of COVID, we're, we're now looking into 2021. And we're now looking into a new initiative to really support venture matchmaking for these entrepreneurs. Um, the second big program is Think Chicago, which is in partnership with the city of Chicago, specifically the mayor's office and the University of Illinois system. So Think Chicago connects university students with tech career opportunities in our city. We do that through a series of events and our two flagship events are Think Chicago Lollapalooza and Think Chicago, Chicago Ideas Week. So uh, with those two flagship events, we bring in 400 students from across the country, 200 for Lala, 200 for Chicago Ideas Week. And they go through a three-day immersion experience. Uh, the mayor opens it up. They hear from you know, 15 to 20 tech community leaders. They work on a civic tech challenge to really um, show them um, how tech, tech and innovation can solve the most pressing challenges. So the students love them because uh, it's the anti-career fair. It's much more interactive, much more fun. Right. And the, and the companies love them. They love these events because especially for smaller companies, uh, they get crowded out by the larger companies at a typical career fair. So they use Chicago as an extension of their brand to say, dear student, you should work and live in Chicago after graduation and check out the jobs at our companies. Um, and we just hosted Think Chicago from Home, which was our first all, all virtual flagship event. Um, we, are, we had around 250 students from 36 universities across 20 states, majority female, majority students of color. And that was kind of replicating what we did in 2019 um, to connect students from underrepresented and underserved backgrounds with tech career opportunities with our companies. And we have around 27 uh, company partners uh, that said that they're gonna receive the resume book and, and really look at these students to fill their 2020 hiring needs. Um, and then the last program I wanna mention is the Blackstone Challenge, uh, the Blackstone Inclusive Entrepreneurship Challenge, which we partner with the Blackstone Charitable Foundation uh, in 2017. It's a three-year, $3 million program where we funded local nonprofit organizations to develop and manage uh, inclusive entrepreneurship programming. So specific programming for people of color, military veterans, women, uh, and first-generation youth, young people. Um, it was called a challenge because we funded a cohort of nonprofits in program year one, and those who did the best continued to program year three. Uh, so today it's, it's future founders, Bunker Labs and Westside Forward, no strangers to the tech community, but have led really fantastic programming in the past three years. Um, and right now what we're focused on is really telling the story and the impact of these grantees in our ecosystem, because it was 
quite amount, uh, quite a large amount of money that was really yeah. invested in this in this really vital programming. And they were um, they were actually all three of these nonprofits. What we realized during COVID was they were primed. Uh, they were primed to, because of the funding that we gave them. They had digital infrastructure and virtual programming and curriculum that could, they could provide to entrepreneurs, and they were actually thriving um, during COVID. I mean, most nonprofits were having a tough time, and everybody was. Uh, navigating the complexities of it, but they were thriving in offering their services to entrepreneurs in need. Um, so those are the big three that I would want to mention. And uh, really, the last thing I want to mention is um, so much of the important function of Chicago Next and WBC is really working hand-to-hand with the mayor's economic development team. Uh, and something that really took up a lot of our time in 2020 was the mayor's economic development agenda and really formulating that. And also uh, COVID response and COVID recovery, right? How do we uh, mobilize the tech community to step up and to be aligned with the city's responses when it came to testing and PPE and you name it. You know, we, we, were, we were helping uh, every week with the mayor's office, city hall, and other kind of city departments uh, whenever possible. And, and our, our role being a liaison to the, to the tech community. Yeah. No, that's great. And I love all of rural businesses' uh, programs and Chicago Next programs, but I think Think Chicago is, is maybe the most innovative take on attracting talent to a city, you know, really high-level talent from our universities. Um, you know, we talk about this all the time in, in our community, but just highlighting, you know, what a tech hub Chicago really is. I think a lot of times, you know, nationally, folks think of Chicago as being kind of an old-school, you know, blue-collar um, town, which it is, um, but it also has a lot of thriving tech uh, companies, but a lot of them aren't in the traditional tech industries that you think of, right? We don't necessarily have, you know, an Amazon, uh, a Microsoft, uh, Twitter, those kind of companies. So, you know, when students are, are thinking about where they want to end up, and we have some, obviously, some phenomenal tech programs at our universities, you know, CS at U of I, um, the business programs that are going on uh, in Chicago and and really stem across the state at our top universities is so strong um, that those big companies from elsewhere come in and recruit our students. Um, so I think Chicago has been such a great tool for um, not just Chicago, but the whole state uh, to make sure that our students that are coming through these, you know, really top notch programs are aware of what's going on in Chicago, you know, that they can get really strong jobs with, um, you know, doing, doing tech work in companies that might be in FinTech or they might be in healthcare or, you know, other industries that are really uh, strong in the city and in the state. Um, so that's, you know, first of all, kudos on their program because it's great. And ISTC is, is huge supporters of that. Um, I do want to get back to, and you touched on this a little bit, um, just the challenges that 2020 has presented. Um, obviously, it's, it's been a tough year and I think kind of an eye-opening year on a couple of fronts. But, um, you know, how is Chicago Next uh, I guess, adjusted its programming, its, um, you know, its efforts, its outreach to, um, you know, COVID? How have you um, kind of adjusted your programming to be mostly remote and online? Um, you know, how have you, as an organization, kind of thought about how you continue having an impact during that challenge? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'll start with Think Chicago. Um, you know, with, uh, there was a total collapse of on-campus recruitment. And the, the, the COVID noise was real for so many students about how to navigate a difficult job environment, especially those seniors that were um, uh, graduating. And so we stepped in and we, we, we developed our uh, virtual programming where we partnered with local, university, uh, local universities, specifically the entrepreneurship centers or the student groups. And we led a series of Think Chicago webinars. And we brought in 
tech community leaders to give direct feedback to the students about, here's my company, here's where we really are during COVID, but things could change. And here's the insights I want to share directly to the students. And, we've, and, and so many of the university partners found that so incredibly valuable. And we led a series, you know, I think it was like somewhere between nine to 10 webinars uh, when in the beginning of COVID to the end of COVID. Um, and what we did was we also collected resumes from the students. So we did a spring 2020 resume book and we collected over 550 resumes from university students at 16 universities here in Chicago and Illinois. Um, and we submit and we shared that with over 25 technology companies. And we specifically identified a list of tech companies who said, Hey, I'm still hiring for 2020 or I'm gearing up to hire sometime in 2020. Like I will receive your resume resume book, I will review it and I'll make sure to include this in our HR recruitment efforts or we'll directly contact students. And so the whole idea there was how to, we developed a proactive initiative to really cut through all the COVID noise and the cloud and, and, and just the uncertainty and say to the students, here's this very specific list of Chicago companies that we believe that have told us and communicated that they're still hiring and they're still ready to, to review resumes. And here are the kind of entry points via our webinars and our resume book for you to, to interact with these companies. Um, and we found that really important because the universities also had to deal with some of the challenge about going from in-person to virtual. And that was, that was a big mountain to climb. It was a lot. It was a lot for the students, a lot for the faculty, a lot for, this, for the universities. And universities were trying to figure out what were innovative ways to have student programming uh, that was outside of just class because students were getting zoomed out, right? So I think Chicago kind of fit that, um, fit that need for them. On the second piece, you know, I would have loved to do the Chicago Mentor Summit in 2020. Um, but that just didn't happen. And so uh, being respectful of, you know, avoiding large crowds and the guidelines here in the state and the city, um, <clears throat> we were very uh, focused on, there was a period of time where I, um, you know, we thought we we're going to have the summit in April. We pushed it to September of this year and then we had to push it again to next year. Yeah. And so we, 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 we thought about it internally about, well, what do we do to really support tech entrepreneurs? Because there was plenty that was looking at the Chicago Mentor Summit opportunity and saying, well, that was my opportunity to fundraise, you know, for my next round. Um, and, and the thing that we also noticed was that there was a collapse of a lot of those tech events that limited the opportunities for, you know, investors to interact with, with entrepreneurs. And then we saw the explosion of kind of virtual events and, you know, startup showcases or innovator showcases that kind of popped up with different VC associations. So something that we're actively looking right now is um, a new initiative by Chicago Next um, to really accelerate venture matchmaking. So to really continue doing everything we do at the summit without the actual event, which is marketing, you know, venture ready Chicago startups with the national VC and investor community. Um, we have some very good assets that we can tap into. We have a, a pretty, we have, this, we have this massive national VC outreach list that we use to, to advertise the Venture Summit. Um, we have very strong relationships with our major hubs and, and, other play, and other VC firms that would make recommendations on the portfolio that we need to market. So um, I'm, we're developing that right now and we're hoping to announce this fall uh, this kind of startup database of these local startups that are ready to connect with investors. Um, and that's where you know, we collected feedback from the hubs, from the entrepreneurs, from the VC firms on like, what are ways that we can really market Chicago startup ecosystem? And the, exactly what we do for the summit, but do it virtually. Um, and then I think the, 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 the third thing that really took up a lot of our time was um, the city's COVID response and, and COVID recovery. And so with COVID response, it was really uh, tech companies that stepped up um, to, uh, to, to meet the needs of what we needed, what we needed during these difficult times. 
a good example of that is Reaply um, that um, created the Chicago PPE market, which was an online exchange to offer um, local small businesses all the PPE equipment they needed. And that was driven by a little business in Chicago and the city of Chicago. And we were able to, to sign up briefly for that. So they were, they were a local Chicago startup that was able to successfully pivot one of their products to really fit that need. And when, when we think about COVID recovery, um, you know, uh, Chicago Next with WBC was really instrumental in offering those recommendations and insights and really managing that process. Um, when the mayor convened the COVID economic recovery task force, uh, it came out with uh, an incredibly detailed and comprehensive report, one of the first big, uh, big U.S. cities to offer such a report, and really providing a path of here are opportunities that we can kind of um, uh, fully take advantage of and leverage when we think about recovery. And I think that's where the mayor's office is, and that's where WBC is, right? And, and, and we've been really hands-on in making sure the tech community was, um, had, a, had a voice in that process, but also involved in, in the city's COVID response. Yeah. No, Reaply was such a cool story. And, you know, obviously when you have challenging times like we have in 2020, um, one of the bright spots uh, tends to be that, you know, there's opportunity as well. And, and there's opportunity for um, really strategic outside the box solutions to, to challenging issues. Um, you touched on a little bit there and, and, you know, it's great to see Chicago leading the way on creating an economic recovery plan for the city. Uh, and I think really being a leader in that space and, and, kind of a, a true case study and how bringing different, um, different organizations together in a city um, to really plan for what's next uh, is really important. Um, so I want to touch on that a little bit uh, and, and get your thoughts just on, you know, what is the tech scene's role moving forward in our recovery from COVID, um, you know, through 20 into 2021 and beyond, you know, what, what role does, does the tech community play? Um, and then also, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, which has been obviously a huge topic in 2020. And, you know, how do we leverage the, the strengths of, um, you know, our brightest minds from all corners of the city and the state, right? How do we make sure that, you know, this recovery is inclusive and, um, you know, how can, how can our, our tech community um, help contribute to that and, and really lead the way? Yeah, absolutely. So on the, on the first part, I think, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, I really want to give a shout out to Pete Wilkins, who did such a fantastic job of providing those summaries on Forbes. And so I would highly recommend for anybody that's listening, you know, go ahead and just Google search Pete Wilkins Forbes. And he had like four separate articles that talked about large and big companies and startups and entrepreneurs that, um, uh, that did a lot during kind of COVID. And so the one thing I would say is I was in incredibly beyond impressed. I shouldn't have been surprised, but impressed by how the tech community stood up to pivot innovative products and services to, to be supportive during uh, COVID and COVID recovery. Um, and I think, that, I think that role, the tech community should continue that role, right? It, it's obviously a very entrepreneurial thing to say, here's this big challenge, how do we address it? And, and the tech community was one of the first to kind of stand up and respond and say, here are the innovative things that we can offer, um, right? So Grubhub, Grubhub doing um, a suspension of fees for restaurants to ensure delivery and to still support them during this really difficult market, Reaply and what they did for PPE, and now I think the growing conversation um, has been uh, different tech applications that could be uh, brought into large office buildings to ensure uh, the personal, personal health and safety of everybody that's coming in, right? And that's like a smart city ecosystem conversation and, and a little bit more technical. Um, but but I, I, I am beyond confident that the tech community will always continue its role in just being entrepreneurial uh, during this really difficult time and saying, here's how we can step up. Um, 
going to your second part about diversity, equity, inclusion. I mean, you know, I, I give a, um, you know, years ago, I think WBC, years ago, WBC, especially under our new um, president CEO, Andy Zopp, uh, was, was very visionary in saying that our, the core function of what WBC should do is inclusive economic growth. Um, and, and when the Uber CEO was here, and I, it was like some time, it was recently, I, I'm forgetting, time is weird during COVID, so I'm trying to remember yeah. if it was 2019 or 2020. Um, and no, it was last year, 2019. Uh, it was fall of 2019. And, and they, they were, he, he was here in Chicago when he announced uh, Uber Freight was moving the headquarters from San Francisco to Chicago. Right, and right. If nobody knows that, that was the big win of 2019. Yes, yeah, um, I remember. And, and the Uber CEO uh, said the point in, in, a, in, a, in a kind of fireside chat. He's like, we, we can't pursue growth at all, at any cost. Um, that's no longer the mantra, right? Like that, that we can't do that anymore. Uh, it has to be intentional and inclusive growth. Um, in, in the mayor of London, how they call it is good growth. Uh, growth that's very intentional about how it, it has an impact on underserved, uh, underrepresented, marginalized communities. And I think WBC was always visionary years ago when we made that, when we kind of made that pivot and said, well, this is what we're going to do. And where that really, from our perspective, it's, it's to really spread the economic development gains that we see in the tech economy or downtown Chicago and other kind of industries and make sure that that's being, um, that's being driven to outside the central business district, specifically um, in underrepresented, underserved communities and disinvestment communities in the West and the South side. So an example of this uh, is, is um, when Uber Freight made its way here, you know, one of the things that we recommended to them was, could you partner with a local organization uh, and, and think about a workforce program to ensure that a, you know, a segment of your jobs are going to be available to underrepresented communities, uh, folks that maybe typically wouldn't be um, uh, prime candidates in your, in your competitive application process. But if they did it through an organization and go through a pipeline and get you there, would you be open to it? They said absolutely yes. And so um, Uber Freight, um, when they made that announcement, also pursued a partnership with the Chicago Urban League. Uh, on a workforce kind of placement program. And, and that's exactly kind of the template that we need to follow when we think about uh, the future, right? When tech companies grow, we need to ensure that uh, that workforce, those workforce opportunities are available through community organizations that can facilitate that piece. Um, when we think about tech economy growth, the tech triangle in Chicago is River North, West Loop, and downtown Chicago. Could we think outside that triangle and think about opportunities that could be available to other neighborhoods? in respect of their quality of their existing quality of life plans right um you know sometimes we hear about why can't we plant tech company here here or here but is that fully aligned with um what that neighborhood is pursuing in their long-term vision um and the other piece of it is also um what i'm learning especially with our think chicago program is is uh, uh how do we how do we make tech immersion younger for high school students and younger to understand that here's a thriving tech ecosystem. Uh, here's ways that you can explore uh, tech and innovation in your own life, but also explore it in a way that would translate to, you know, a future college major or a future career. Um, and, and how do, you know, I think Chicago has always been a college student program, but I've always said it and said, how do we do make it younger? And I know ICC and your, and your affiliate nonprofit has always done work that's younger, high school and younger. 
And that's right. fantastic. I think we need to scale that. I think we need to do more of that. And I think we need to better leverage CPS and city colleges for that work. And so I think that's, it starts there. Um, and hopefully it grows into uh, building a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive tech economy. Yeah. No, so much good stuff there. And I think, you know, obviously there are so many facets to it and, and you know, reasons that, you know, the, the diversity, equity, inclusion hasn't been there thus far. Um, and it really makes me think, you know, as somebody who studies how Illinois compares to other states, our, our peers and kind of the national average and a lot of these things uh, in terms of workforce and STEM talent, I've always thought, you know, the, the state that figures it out first is really going to lead the next wave of innovation, right? Absolutely. The city, the city or state or region that says, you know, we're, we're really tapping into all the brightest minds from every community, you know, in our city, in our state, in our region, um, and leverages those to build their economy. Um, that's who's going to be the next Silicon Valley. You know, when we talk about Silicon Valley and, you know, everyone wants to be the next Silicon Valley. I always think, you know, I roll my eyes a little bit because, you know, what is the next frontier, right? It's right. not what Silicon right. Valley did 20 years ago. Um, and I really think, you know, getting, getting the inclusion in tech, making sure that, um, you know, all facets of, of communities are able to tap into that economic opportunity uh, is really that next frontier. Um, so that's, that's exciting to hear. Um, I do want to, um, you know, thank you for coming on and also give you an thank opportunity you. to, um, you know, let us know how we can learn more about Chicago Next programs, uh, anything coming up that you want to plug uh, or any other mentions, um, you know, the floor is yours. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, you know, uh, again, I need to do a huge shout out to you know, Matt and the team and ISTC because you guys have such, have been longtime partners and we've always had a really great uh, friendship um, yeah. with, with yeah. between our two organizations um, you know, the, the one thing I'll plug in is Chicago Next recently just started a LinkedIn page. So please find us on LinkedIn. Just, there you just go. search Chicago, Chicago Next. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then our Twitter, our Twitter handle at Chicago Next. And, um, you know, we're, we're um, and also making sure that you're following our uh, WBC World Business Chicago channels on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, and so just do a simple search or go on our website, worldbusinesschicago.com, and you'll get all our channels. Um, and I think the, the big thing is, you know, for everybody, we, we, we love to be a good partner, um, you know, and, and like I said, like our, we really see our role as this convener. And so we bring in the most active VC firms for the Chicago Venture Summit. We bring in, we brought in over 20 companies for, for our, I think, Chicago events in 2020. And so if you're an entrepreneur or if you were uh, part of a, a large or small tech company in Chicago or Illinois, uh, we would love to figure out how you can plug into our programming because that's, that's really our value and bring everyone together. Um, and making sure we're going in the right direction when it comes to growing Chicago. Um, and Matt, you brought up a really good point about Silicon Valley, and I want to kind of <clears throat> join you on that because um, it's, it's, it's common when I see my peers in other cities here domestically and internationally to talk about how to replicate the Silicon Valley model. Right, right. And I, I've always told people, like, listen, I, um, you know, I believe in the gospel of Chicago, and, and it's, it's really for us to figure out and lock down the Chicago model. Uh, something yep. that truly works for us, right? Like lab doubling down on our strengths and, and addressing whatever our weaknesses and challenges are. Mm -hmm. um, and once we figure out that Chicago model, we will thrive, right? We will thrive and we will be the, the next, the, the, the thriving tech city that I think we are today and we will continue to be so. Um, and so the Valley has taught us a lot of important lessons, but you know, we're totally invested in the Chicago model and the way that ISTC is invested in the Illinois model. And I think yep. that's, that's what really can drive innovation for both the city and the state. Yep. No, totally echo that. And, you know, it's funny when people mention Silicon Valley, I think, you know, if you really want to replicate Silicon Valley, what you need is a time machine. Right. right. <laughs> you don't need Absolutely. an economic development plan. Right. 
So, you know, it's, it's totally about building your own model and, and really scaling it. Um, so Evan, thanks again for your time today. Um, I had a really uh, enjoyable time talking to you and learning more about what you're doing with Chicago Next. And, um, you know, obviously as we continue to partner and, and try to grow our economy in the city and states, uh, we look forward to working with you. So thanks. Yeah, again. fantastic. You know, thank you for the opportunity and always happy to be with you guys. Again, I want to thank Eben for coming on the podcast. Um, I really enjoyed that interview. You know, we touched on a lot of really relevant issues uh, for the tech community in Chicago, uh, as well as the region. Um, you know, Chicago Next has, has been a leader in this space for years now uh, and has really provided the city with tools it needs to grow uh, its tech economy, you know, whether that's bringing capital into the city uh, or attracting talent through programs like Think Chicago. Um, so again, my thanks to Eben for that, that great interview. Um, I did also want to mention before we leave, um, if you're a listener to the show, um, you could do us a, a big favor by leaving us a rating and review uh, on Apple Podcasts. It helps others find the show um, and really, you know, helps us expand our voice. Um, and, you know, obviously sharing the podcast on social media helps us out as well. So um, again, thanks for listening to the show and until next time, take care. <laughs>